Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, welcome back, and um, I certainly hope you've been able to take advantage of <laughs> those good days of weather that we've had and gotten out and uh, played. We probably hadn't done that the last couple of days when we had that pretty little snowfall, um, but it's getting better. going to be good next week, so... Hopefully we get a, get a chance to get out and enjoy. Uh, the golf show is brought to you by Community Bank. Moving forward, building a stronger community. Joining me now on the fan hotline, which is brought to you by Workers' Compensation Law Firm of Hall and Capitas, is Damon Hack from Golf Channel. Um, Damon has um, had quite a career as a writer and now a TV um, personality. And always enjoy talking to him. Good morning, Damon. How are you? Mike, I'm doing great. How are you, pal? We're we're doing fine up here. We just had some of those little white things come from the sky yesterday and the day before, but it didn't stay. It's not like Florida weather, you know? I hear you, man. And, of course, <laughs> I miss those Florida winters myself. We moved up to Connecticut uh, yep. with Golf Channel in November, so I know exactly what you speak. We've had the tease of the great weather, but we know it's coming coming again yeah, soon we hope so all right um thanks for coming on with me this morning um i, I want to talk about what's going on in, in the world of golf but first i want to rewind a little bit to uh the segment we did last year um and it's if it wasn't the best segment that i had in in, in the whole year it was on the very short list. Um, you may remember that um, it was, you know, after the pandemic started a little bit, and we talked about not so much golf, but we talked about what was going on in the world and, you know, how that was affecting how we live and and. You, you just brought some great insight to that. And I wonder, I thought for this morning was to, to have you talk a little bit about what kind of changes have you seen in terms of um, racial equity, um, inclusion, that sort of stuff, since we talked last. Yeah, Mike, it's been quite a year, and, and I've seen a lot of wonderful things happen uh, in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion, especially from the game of golf, which I have felt has trailed other sports 
in that regard. But I can honestly say that with the conversations I've had from people that are stakeholders in the game, from the USGA to the PGA of America and PGA Tour, people are really listening and wanting to help. And and I think that we, we look at the story of America and the story has been of, of progress for, for our lives. You know, a lot of the problems that we see today preceded our lives in our lifetime, but the legacy of those of those you know more difficult days they, they tend to linger so it's been encouraging for me and i felt optimistic about the strides that a lot of people have made for example you know the the pga tour you know donating to historically black colleges or or augusta national endowing a couple of of, of golf programs at Payne college historically black college in georgia endowing scholarships uh you know Problems of race and, and bigotry were not created overnight. They won't be fixed overnight. But I do think that the people that I've interacted with who, you know, golf's a game of honor. I think a lot of people in this game want to do good, even if they haven't known exactly what to do. I think in the last year, people have figured out things they can do in their own way, big and small, to draw attention to continuing to kind of grow the tent and continue to have golf be a game for everyone. And I think that's what's made me so encouraged over this last difficult year. It has been crazy. And and I think uh, there are obvious things that are going on. And then you have, and this isn't golf, but this is the world and, and the things that we live with. Um, you had the situation in, in Minneapolis and all that has come from that and the, the trial that's going on now, um, you kind of wish <laughs> that you didn't have to take those steps back. Um, you know, the ones that you, you've described about how things are getting better on that front. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's been painful for some people I know to have to revisit a year ago, and the trial has actually brought out some of those old emotions from a year ago. Um, but I honestly believe that in this time of reflection that people have had their eyes opened, you know, to, to saying, hey, I may not have caused these issues, but it doesn't mean I'm, I'm immune to them and have to shut my eyes to them or be ignorant uh, of things that have happened in this country, of some of the inequities, even if, you know, no one listening has caused it. You know, it's still, I think, uh, not, uh, you know, helpful to be ignorant of things that have happened. So I think a lot of people that may have been kind of blissfully unaware, not bad people. And, and that's the thing. I think people are concerned about being accused of being racist or bigoted. And I don't think that's what the point is. I think the point is, you know, we're all Americans. You know, what are Americans doing to make sure that our country is as strong as it can be? And, and I think when you look at it from that perspective and, and approach it from that realm and not one of being accused or accusatory, but one of being, okay, listen, we, these are American families and American neighborhoods and American children who all want to have a better life. And, and what can we do collectively as a society to, to help give everyone that opportunity, whether it's to have a front door through the game of golf, which we know is a game of a lifetime and where business deals happen and where people have friendships for a lifetime. Uh, and and the, the industry is robust with club making and, and tournaments and different things. I mean, you know, opening up those doors could potentially open up avenues for employment uh, in one sense and for enjoyment for a lifetime uh, from another perspective as well. Yeah. 
Well, like you said, this, the, the problems aren't going to be fixed right away, but at least there seems to be some, some machinery at work, and um, hopefully, you know, sometime soon down the road we'll be able to talk um, about big changes that have happened in our society. Anyway, let's talk about golf. Um, you're making the trip this afternoon. Um, I understand that uh, I wish I was making, but um, while I'll be watching you on TV, you will be at Augusta. Um, what do you see there this coming week? Yeah, this is uh, this is exciting for me to get to go back. I, I haven't been in a few years, and first went back in 2002. This will be my 11th trip to the Masters. I say I'm just excited about the storylines that we have. You know, Dustin Johnson trying to join Jack, Nick, and Tiger is the only players to win back to back. Jordan Spieth, who's in contention in San Antonio, we know how uh, well he plays Augusta National. Need to see him find some form right on the eve of his most favorite tournament. Uh, Roy McIlroy wants to complete the career Grand Slam, and he's got. Not turbulence, but at least some change in his camp. He's brought on Pete Cowan, the renowned European uh, teacher of the year, several times in his past, and has an extra set of eyes to help Rory, who historically worked with his childhood coach, Michael Bannon. So there's never a shortage of storylines that Augusta, I don't be Westwood in there as well, but 47-year-old Englishman, soon to be 48 at the end of the month, has had runner-up finishes at Augusta and, of course, runner-up finishes of late. Uh, at the Players' Championship in Bay Hill. So maybe the old English Lion can find one more final kick and finally add that first major championship. Yeah, it's been, you know, a long time for for him, and we pretty much, I shouldn't speak for everybody, but some of us in the media have said that, you know, the guy's a nice player, good Ryder Cup player, but he just doesn't have what it takes to win a major. And while he still hasn't, He's played pretty good at the Players' Championship. And, um, you know, generally speaking, he's playing pretty well. So, you know, who knows? You never would have thought he'd have done this well at age 47. I mean, he has a renewed sense of, of purpose, I think. You know, as a father whose sons are old enough to know what he does, as having a fiancé and a relationship with a woman who has kind of refocused his energy on working out and says at this point, well, he'd like to win a major championship. It doesn't seem like he needs to win one at this point, and maybe by letting go a little bit and not living and dying with every shot and being, you know, a quarter shot around short of a Phil Mickelson or a shot out of that Tiger Rocco playoff or a shot out of that Tom Watson Stuart Sink duel, it's neat to see someone in this late vintage have a chance maybe to join a Darren Clark or, or an Ernie Els or a VJ or a Phil or someone who can win major championships in their 40s. Yeah. The short game has always been the deficit for him. Maybe he's found a little bit of comfort around the greens that he didn't even have when he was the number one player in the world. And, of course, it's been talked about a lot, but I was I was interested in in your perspective. This is going to be a whole different golf course than what the, the players uh, found in, in um, November. Um, this is going to be what we remember as the Masters. And um, <laughs> it's 
I'm guessing from the weather that I've seen from down there, it's going to get nice and crispy before the week's over. Yeah, I tell you what, I enjoyed having a Masters in November just to have one. But right. it's, it didn't feel for a lot of people. And now we get the, the flowers blooming and we get the music and the April weather. And it's going to be chilly to start the week. It's supposed to get warmer. Potential thunderstorms, as you know, can happen at Augusta um, yeah. toward the end of the week. But we're going to reach the 80s. Uh, and the hope is that the course plays firm and fast as it's designed to play. The sub-air system, should they see some rain, will be kind of thumping overnight and drying out the golf course best it can. But I tell you, man, it's just it feels more normal and natural to have a Masters in April. And, you know, it's not competing against the NFL, for example. I, I think the eyeballs uh, of the golf fans and the sports fans will, will be poised on, on Augusta National this week. And, of course, the appetizers of – the Augusta National Women's Amateur and the drive, chip, and putt kind of helped build that momentum to that great first major championship in the men's game. All right, before I let you go, who are you going to pick? I'm going with Jordan Spieth. I, I just uh, call me like a Ben Crenshaw big believer in fate. You know, I, I just think <laughs> that Jordan has been kind of aiming toward this moment. He's really paid his dues. He's worked incredibly hard. He's playing well again. The putter's hot. He's got a one-way miss off the tee as opposed to a two-way miss. His iron game looks really, really strong. To me, it, it's Jordan Spieth, and uh, I, I think that uh, DJ's not playing very well. I think Rory seems to be overwhelmed at this point and trying to figure out how to don that green jacket and complete the career slam. For me, it's Jordan Spieth with a second green jacket and fourth major championship. All right, I'm going to write that down and remind you of it later, okay? <laughs> That's a deal, Mike. <laughs> All right, Damon, uh, thank you very much for um, for coming on with me this morning. Have a great trip to Augusta and, of course, a great week down there. And um, we will catch up with you, and, and we'll talk again. Sounds great, my friend. Look forward to it. All right. Thanks, Damon. That's Damon Hack from Golf Channel. Really good guy, uh, really uh, knowledgeable, uh, just has a great way about him. I, I like that guy. All right, uh, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we'll get uh, a little bit more of uh, Masters talk and Masters pre-week talk and, and uh, how things are different now uh, at the Masters leading up to it as opposed to what it used to be many years ago. And we'll do that right after this break. You're listening to The Golf Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. 